Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm Kate Sale, your host, certified professional dog trainer, coming to you from the historic Hayburn Building in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP Forward Radio on 106.5. Sit, Stay, Listen is here to answer your questions about your pets, their behaviors, and help you understand why they do some of the things that they do. So please feel free to send those questions to us by email at behavior at kyhumane.org. You can also send those questions to the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page. Today, we are gonna be talking about puppy socialization. The socialization that our puppies get during their key socialization period, which we generally consider to be six to 16 weeks, can have lifelong impacts on their ability to socialize with other dogs, to deal with and interact with new things, new experiences. And so it is crucial that we make sure that we expose them to lots of things during that key socialization period. That is gonna be doubly important right now because we have some extremely unique challenges when it comes to socialization this year. And so socialization takes a little more intention and a little more work than it might during a regular year when we are not working through a pandemic. So we've been getting a ton of questions about it. We wanna make sure that we are helping you take these steps. So to help me discuss this incredibly important topic today, I've brought on Adrienne Rowan. She is one of our contract trainers with the Kentucky Humane Society. She teaches our virtual Positively Puppies class, and she is also one of the instructors that teaches our puppy socials. We're really excited to give you a little more information about that, so hang with us here for a little bit. So welcome, Adrienne. Hi, thanks for having me. So. Adrian, what are some of the most important things about socialization and what are some of the biggest differences that we're seeing with that this year? So I think a really important thing about socialization is to make sure when you're getting a puppy that you're doing it in this window between eight and 16 weeks. That's a really important developmental time for our puppies. Now, that doesn't mean if you get an older puppy or even an adult that you are out of luck and you can't do anything. But when you do have a young puppy, it's really important to expose them to a variety of different people, other animals, environments, et cetera, when they're young to really make sure that they are a well-adjusted adult dog that can function in your day-to-day life. Obviously, that is really hard right now. A lot of us are stuck at home. We don't have access to the same types of things that we normally do, but that doesn't mean that we can't still do a great job socializing them. We just have to be a little more creative about it right now. I think it's important to note that socialization is not just about new people, new dogs. We're also talking about new textures, new sights, new sounds. And I think when we focus on that a little bit more, it does open up a universe of possibilities for us this year and helps people look at socialization in a slightly different way and realize that there are more possibilities than they may have considered previously. Right, because socialization, like you said, it's not about 
I have to expose my puppy to everything they might encounter in their whole life or else they're going to be scared. It's just kind of getting them used to the novelty in, in general and how to handle it if they might be a little nervous about something, how to deal with that. And there are a lot of ways we can do that just even in our own house bringing out weird packaging, boxes, things that you might just put away normally, putting on weird outfits, putting on weird sounds um, on your TV, things like that are really gonna help your puppy just, just deal with change. Even vacuums and blenders are a really big one. Yes. <laughs> one big change is that typically with socialization, we think about going out into the world and letting our puppy meet a lot of people. That's something that you might not feel comfortable with right now. But I think something that's really great about socialization, which is helpful during this time of the pandemic, is that your puppy doesn't actually have to meet a ton of other people and dogs. And if we think about like what we want our adult dogs to be like, we don't want them to get really excited every time they see a person or a dog because they think they're going to meet that person. We kind of just want them to be like, oh, another person? That's okay. I don't really care. Or another dog? Sure, I'll pass by this dog. I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it's a good opportunity to recognize that it might be enough if you take your puppy, sit in the car, roll down the window at the grocery store, and just let them watch people walk by. And that type of thing is still great socialization for them, even if people aren't directly interacting with them. Same thing with other dogs. You can still go on a walk, keep your distance if you want to, just let your puppy observe other dogs that go by. Pay attention to how they react. We don't want them to be so scared that they're pulling you away, or we don't want them to be so excited that they're pulling you towards the dog. Just find a distance that your puppy is curious and interested and can just kind of sit there and watch the world go by. And that is going to be a really great socialization for them. Yeah, I'm pretty big on the sit and watch the world go by. Yeah. <laughs> Not wanting your dog, adult or puppy, to have the expectation of greeting every single person and every single dog that they see, because that can lead to a whole bunch of other behavior challenges like overexcitement and the inability to greet somebody calmly or even reactivity where they want to pull and bark at other dogs and people. But the expectation to greet every person that they see is really on par with like a human needing to hug every person that they walk by. It's right. not <laughs> super polite uh, and it's really not necessary. And I think we want a dog that wants to say hello, but needing to say hi to every dog can actually be really stressful. If we think about it from the perspective of ourselves, we don't want to say hi to every human we see. That sounds really stressful. And it's a lot of work and it's stressful for our dogs too. It can be a lot easier to just, oh gosh, I can just walk by. I do get the question a lot 
especially right now, I want my puppy to socialize. So I really want them to go to the dog park or I want to take them to doggy daycare. And especially with very young puppies, that's something that I kind of cringe about a little bit. Not that daycare dog parks are necessarily bad things, but especially from a very young age, there can definitely be downsides to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think having just said that it's not necessary for your puppy to meet other dogs, I will say that for young puppies, especially like in that eight to 16 week period, it can be really important for them to play with other puppies. But the most important thing about that is that they're playing with other puppies that are their own age or around similar ages and hopefully of kind of matching play styles. So throwing your dog, your puppy into a a daycare or at a dog park uh, might not be the best thing. Some adult dogs are going to be great for your puppy to interact with, but a lot of them might not have the right social play skills, etc. So what do you want your puppy to be learning? You want to make sure that if you are introducing them to adult dogs, that you know that adult dog really well, and you can determine if that dog is going to be good for your puppy to learn from, or if that adult is going to be patient enough with your puppy. Uh, We don't just want to throw them in these scenarios with a bunch of strange dogs. So when you are bringing a puppy into your home and you have an existing dog, of course, the most important thing I would say is you want to have a harmonious household where your dogs are playing together. So I definitely wouldn't suggest that anyone prevent that from happening, but you really want to make sure that their play is closely supervised, particularly when they're really young. Make sure that your adult dog is being gentle, being a little bit forgiving of some puppy behavior, but not to the point where your puppy is just harassing your adult dog. So it kind of goes both (laughs) both ways. It definitely did in my household when I brought home my puppy. I have one dog that was not very tolerant of my puppy, so I mostly kept them separated. And then I had my other dog who was a little too tolerant (laughs) of my puppy. So I really had to make sure that I I was closely watching them, intervening if I needed to. And I also really wanted to make sure that at the same time that my puppy was also getting opportunities to play with puppies his own age. And it wasn't just the dogs in my house. That's why I think the... um, puppy socials that we're doing are really cool because not only is it groups of similar aged puppies, you also have a trainer there to monitor, make sure the play is appropriate, intervene if it's not, and to kind of help you learn the signs to look for when you are introducing your puppy to other puppies or other adult dogs out in the world. Now, obviously, we at this time aren't able to have in-person group classes, so we can't have our puppy owners 
in that classroom with us, but we are doing that with a live video stream where the instructor is talking through what's going on. The puppy owners can watch that play group so they can see. So they're still getting some instruction. But one of the things I do also kind of like about that, I guess it's sort of a silver lining, is that the puppy is getting some social time with other puppies, but also away from their human. Yeah. Which is something that they might not be getting as much of under the current circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. I think the format is a huge benefit to be able to, you know, have your puppy independent from you a little bit because a lot of us are working from home. We might be with our puppies all the time and um, it's great for them to have a little bit of independence. I know I have a puppy, he's 10 months old and I try really hard every day to leave the house without him. Even if I just go like sit out back for a little bit because he's just used to me being home all the time since I brought him home. It's part of socialization for a young puppy. Like I said earlier, a lot of socialization is just about getting your puppies used to novelty. One of those novelties might be that they are alone or that you're not there. So just making sure during this time that your puppy does have at least a little bit of alone time every single day, whether it's just like in their crate or a pen or in a different room, or if you leave the house, just a little bit of time every day. You're here with Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 106.5 WFMP. Visit us at forwardradio.org. We'll be back after a short break with some original music by John 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 Slater. Better start living a better life for yourself. Start living for today. Better start living a better life for your own sake And when you look down the road And you feel that your load is more than your own weight Well, if you look really hard, dear You'll see that the far's clear, so don't hesitate Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. You are listening to Forward Radio 106.5 WFMP. Visit us at forwardradio.org. If you're just coming into the middle of this program, you can visit that website to catch this episode from the very beginning or any of our previous episodes. I'm talking to Adrian Rowan, one of our contract trainers with the Kentucky Humane Society. Today, we're talking about socialization in puppies and dogs, something that has had some unique and interesting challenges over the last 10 months. So we want to make sure that we answer your questions about how we can help your dogs and puppies be their best behaviorally healthy, socialized selves. So Adrian, we talked a little bit about how socialization is not just about meeting new people, meeting other dogs. At the end of the day, it really has to do with teaching your dog how to deal with novel situations, novel experiences, and seeing and hearing, even smelling new things. 
a lot of the time that is going to have a lot to do with helping our dog work through uncertainty and sometimes even fear. Yeah, I mean, you said something really important, which is that fear is pretty common. And I want to emphasize that fear is a really normal reaction to a lot of things. So don't be alarmed if your puppy or your dog is fearful of certain things. So when your puppy is afraid of something, don't freak out. It's okay. And don't force your puppy to work through that fear then and there. If your puppy is afraid of something novel, allow them to retreat as far as they want to from that scary thing, whatever it may be, so they can observe it from a safe distance. And you can simply let them sit and observe, or you can give them a few treats from that safe distance but just make sure that you're giving them the choice to back away from something. And then if after a moment they would like to, of their own choice, approach and explore that thing, if it's safe to do so, then you can allow them that choice. But when it comes to fear, um, my attitude really is all about it being the dog or the puppy's choice of whether or not to explore that object. And the same thing goes for meeting a person. I do not recommend that you give someone else a treat to give to your puppy if your puppy is afraid of that person. Instead, like I said, I would recommend that you allow your puppy to back away as far as they might want to, tell the person, I mean, if it's a complete stranger, you can just tell them, like, my puppy doesn't want to meet you. Thank you. But if you want to be a little more patient, allow your puppy to retreat, observe that person. If you can, tell that person not to stare and lean towards your puppy. They can kind of face away. Your puppy can approach on their own and maybe do a little bit of sniffing of the person's shoe uh, while the person's standing there. I would definitely recommend that you not use any food lures to try to convince your puppy not to be afraid of something. I generally tell people that that can create a really difficult conflict for your dog. I'm really afraid of this thing, but I really want that treat. If they're afraid of something, they're already stressed about it. And then we're adding this conflict and kind of increasing their discomfort. So yes, you can use treats to reward a dog if they choose to check something out and interact with something. But I always tell people never use treats to lure your dog to get close to something they're afraid of. Exactly. And success for one dog is gonna look completely different than what success looks like for another dog. So a slightly more confident dog or even a dog at a different phase in their development might walk right over and, oh, it's a giant trash can. Okay, cool. Smells like garbage. That's pretty great. And then walk away. And then another dog might see it half a block away and go, whoa, no idea what that is. That freaks me out. And the same dog that was totally comfortable with it a week before might get to a different place in their development and decide, 
the following week that, wow, that looks weird this week. Because socialization and development is always going to be a moving target. For one dog, walking over, sniffing, and walking away, great success. Another dog, or that same dog a week later, success might just be looking at it and then making the decision to say, okay, I looked at it, and now I'm going to walk away. Because turning around and walking away can be a very healthy decision for that dog and a great way to manage that stress rather than maybe getting fearful and barking at it, for example. And if your dog does feel like maybe they need to be afraid of something and consider barking at it, encourage them to, hey, if you don't like it and you're not comfortable, let's walk away. That's a great decision to make. As we're talking about phases of development and as things change, we talked about the key socialization period being between six and 16 weeks, but that doesn't mean that there's a hard cutoff. That also doesn't mean that socialization ends at 16 weeks. That might be when they are the most sensitive, but we have a lot of people that bring dogs home as adolescents, so older than four months, or as adults. And socialization needs to continue to happen really forever. It's a lifelong project. And just because you have a adolescent dog or a young adult dog, there are absolutely things that you can continue to do if you're outside of that key socialization period. So what would you have to say to the people that recently adopted a dog or maybe got a dog early in the pandemic and didn't have a ton of opportunity to socialize or maybe just didn't know what to do? Yeah, so like you mentioned, that socialization window from um, six to 16 weeks, that's when puppies are really malleable in how they view the world. So when you have a little bit older dog, just keep in mind that they might be a little less malleable. They might already have opinions about things in the world. They might be very strong opinions about things in the world that they might love or be afraid of. So like I was saying earlier with reading your puppy when they're afraid, the same thing is true of an older dog. Make sure that you really are respectful of the current opinion that they might have about something. And if you want to change that opinion to go at a slow pace with that, they might have a history with that thing, or they might just have never have encountered it. Just make sure that you understand how your dog might be feeling. And then we can work on uh, maybe changing that opinion or slowly introducing them to things. I feel like with an older dog, I tend to be using treats more than I would with a puppy when they're encountering something new. Again, I don't want to lure them up to something with a treat. But if they're not used to something or they're a little bit afraid or unsure of it, I'm more likely to bring out those treats, retreat to a distance that they are feeling okay, feeling comfortable, and just kind of dole out the treats for them. So that's called classical conditioning or counter conditioning. It means that we're going to pair 
something out in the world with food for our dogs so that they um, start to feel better about it. So big scary trash can equals something delicious. Exactly, yeah. Um, hopefully not something in the trash can. <laughs> That's a really good point. So, <laughs> so funny looking mailbox equals delicious treats from my human. Exactly. So then next time they see the mailbox, they're like, oh, the delicious mailbox that I get treats for looking at or walking by. But again, just be sure that you are respectful of your dog's fear. Even if it seems kind of silly to you, know that if they are afraid, they're really feeling afraid and we want to take it slow and make sure we can um, help them feel better about it. And sometimes just looking at that scary thing is a great accomplishment for our dog. And I also try and remind people that we don't want to spend too much time focusing on one thing. So if there is something that's really scary, our dog might look at it. We get a treat, we walk away. Maybe we won't look at it again until the next day when we happen upon it. We don't want to spend 10 minutes standing there staring at the scary thing over and over again. We want to look at it and go, oh, no big deal. Walk away, get a treat. Hmm. Guess it wasn't so bad. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you put the emphasis on just looking at stuff. That's my favorite. Oh, you looked at that dog? Have a treat. And now we're going to walk away from the dog. And that is all you really need to do. And I also want to say, like, especially for older dogs that you might be getting, it's completely okay for you to kind of um, pick your battles. You know, if your dog seems really afraid of something, but they might not really need to encounter it that often, you don't really need to spend a lot of time and energy on getting them to get over that fear. Because if you can just avoid that, that's going to be way less stressful for you and for your dog if they really just are like so, so fearful of that random house on that one street and you could just not go down that street. (laughs) Yeah, if you can avoid it, absolutely. If it's something that you know that you're going to have to interact with at some point, start low intensity. And if Mm -hmm. that means on a relatively regular basis, avoiding it when you can, that's okay. Don't feel bad about avoiding it and then exposing your dog to it in very small doses to help them become comfortable with it slowly. That's really your best option to help them become more comfortable. Yep. Before we go today, is there anything else that you wanted to put out there for our listeners? Yeah, I just want to acknowledge that this has been such a challenging, weird time for all of us. But if you do have a puppy or a relatively new dog at home, there are so many ways that we can be creative and adapt to uh, how we socialize our dogs. So don't be afraid to get a little silly, put on some costumes in your house, just kind of have a fun time with it in creative ways so we can really um, set up a great foundation to have awesome, well-adjusted adult dogs all over our community. 
So socialization can still be fun and we can still do a great job. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. This has been such a great conversation and I know our listeners have gotten so much out of this. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Sit, Stay, Listen with Kate Sale on the Kentucky Humane Society. Remember that I am here to answer your questions about your pets and their behavior. So please send us those questions to behavior at kyhumane.org. You can also send them to the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page. And remember that the Kentucky Humane Society does have dog training and cat training services. You can check those out on our website, kyhumane.org, or you can give us a call at 502-253-2883. You've been listening to Forward Radio 1065. Remember that we are listener supported, so be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org, and donate today. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody take care. Have a great rest of your day.